0: 515 A flat then sings my soul. God bless you this morning. Merry Christmas. The prophet said the best thing we could say: Christ be with you on Christmas. So good to see each of you here this morning. Amen. It's good to be with you. Do you love him this morning? I know that you do. Amen. We've got a full morning, so we want to give the Holy Spirit total liberty. I mean, we do want to take some time just to worship him together. And this song was going through my mind, so maybe we could just sing it all together. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder. Oh, Lord, my God. you to come open the service for us in a word of prayer amen we don't have any written prayer requests but let's just join our hearts our minds together in in worship to the king of kings as we remember this time of year when we know he was born in the spring but this is the time of year the whole world sets aside so we say thank you lord for what you've done for us thank you for that redemption story that he would lay aside his splendor wrap himself in flesh like that just to be with you isn't that amazing Amen. What a God we serve. Brother Tim, would you open the service for us, if you
1: would, please? thank you. Amen. Let's bow our heads together. Certainly, today isn't any different than any other day as far as we all have needs, we have burdens. If you have something you'd like the Lord to minister to you, to deal with you, to touch you, why don't you just acknowledge that and just raise your hand before him as we pray. Wonderful Heavenly Father, what a privileged people we are this morning to know the real Christmas story, Lord. Not some fakery of some man-made idea, but a true revelation of the great Word of God, Lord. How the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, O Lord. And now the Word is becoming flesh in a bride of Jesus Christ. That live and walk by perfect faith in what the Word says she is, O oh Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And we might say, even amongst ourselves, we might look at ourselves like a babe in a manger. Say, we don't see much of a Lamb of God there. We don't see much of the great and mighty Jehovah expressed there, Lord. But yet we can say, Lord, we're growing into that image. We're coming into that promise. We're believing that word and living that reality day by day, battle by battle, victory by victory, overcoming by overcoming. And we thank you, Lord, that this morning is another day in that great victory. We thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you for brothers and sisters of like precious faith here, out over the Internet, wherever it might be, Lord. Oh, Lord, we say thank you for sending the word in flesh. Thank you for sending the Lamb of God to take away our sin. Thank you, Lord, for dealing with us in your great redemptive plan, O oh Lord. We love you and we praise you. And yes, Lord, we adore you. We magnify you. Lord, you see every need and you see every burden. Lord, you see every weight in every heart. Lord, myself included, Lord, we we have needs this morning, Lord. But we're looking unto you, oh God. We believe, Lord, that you are more than able to meet our needs. We don't count our own strength. We look to you, the great strength giver, for strength this morning. And we say, oh God, have your way in our lives. Vanquish every enemy. Break every chain, loose every captive, heal every sick person, Lord. May your virtue go out and flow through your people, Lord, even as Brother Tom ministers the Word. May the strength of your Word just flow through the lives of your people today. May you glorify the name of Jesus Christ once again, not of a historic name, but of a living reality this morning, Lord. We love you, we thank you for this service. As we take up a little offering this morning, Lord, our our worship in the form of an offering, we pray, Lord, that you would be magnified. And Lord, may you accept this offering as our worship unto you, and may you just take complete control over the rest of the service. We ask it in Jesus Christ's name, Amen. amen. You may have your seats as we take up
0: the offering amen i just want to sing how great is our god we're going to bring the sunday school in and they're going to get ready but let's just bring them into an atmosphere of rejoicing and praise and we'll just enjoy the songs that they've prepared for us amen let's sing this as they come the splendor of the king
1: our first song is uh, by the littlest Sunday school class, Sister Michelle's class, and then a second song written by Sister Victoria on the piano, and then we're going to sing a Christmas medley, so God bless you all.
0: Thank you. God bless you all. All the teachers, all the ones who work with the music, we appreciate that. Amen. It's wonderful to see some of the talent on those younger musicians coming up. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Some of us are getting older, you know, we need one stepping up. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. We are going to ask our brother Wes. God bless you, Wes. Nice to have you with us. Are you going to come sing for us? Amen. Wes and Leah Brother Matt are going to come sing. Why don't you go ahead and come get ready at this time? We did just have a couple announcements, a couple welcomes. I saw our sister Julie was here. God bless Sister Julie. She's moved here from India for a time, right? Amen. Good to have you with us. God bless you. She brought greetings from several of the pastors back in India Pastor Roshan, Pastor Shindy, and Pastor BJ, amen, God bless them. It's nice to have you with us here, so let's make her feel welcome. Also, we do want to remember there is the New Year's service this Friday evening, so there is no Wednesday night service this week. Uh, If you would like to sing, please contact me or Brother Ben sooner than later. We'll be having rehearsals here at the church Wednesday and Thursday, and then for those that come a little bit further, we'll, we'll be here Friday Prior to the service, but we'd like to not wait till Friday for everyone. So please reach out before we start reaching out to you. That would be much appreciated. We're looking forward to another wonderful time. I I very much enjoyed the virtual watch night last year. It was nice for what it was, and uh, we had some amazing songs, but it'll be good to be together once again. It'll be a little earlier this year, right? 7 o'clock, is that right? 7 p.m. Amen. It's like I told Brother Tom, it's like, you know, we don't all have to be together at midnight. So, maybe some of the families will come and the children will be here and they'll be awake and we'll have a wonderful time. And God bless you. Nice to have you with us, Wes. Praise the Lord. It's
2: good to be in church, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. What a blessed people we are. Amen. It's what a blessed people we are. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we can praise our God this morning. I'm just thankful to be in my home country. Man, It was quite a, quite a journey, and uh, I tell you, we, we, got, uh, we got blocked out and at camp time, and we thought we were going to be able to just be here in fellowship, but God's plan is perfect, and, and now that we're here, we can see His hand in everything, amen, and uh, you know, it's, I, I started calling it Snowvid this morning, instead <laughs> of just COVID, I added an S to it, and, and started changing that around, everything, you know, the devil's fighting all the time, isn't he? Amen. But uh, as a believer, as a, as, a, as a word believer this morning, amen, we should not feel defeated. Man, we should feel victorious in Him. Amen. And I think there's only one thing that actually causes that, that victory to come, and that's the Word of God. Amen. amen. And that thing has been just on my mind, and I just thought, you know, do I greet the people or I just get to singing? But I think if if I was just going to say anything, that the most important thing to me and to my family is the word. It's what keeps us. It's what sustains us. It's what allows us to go into the next day, not because we don't have any trials. It doesn't cause, you know, it doesn't just keep everything. It, it, it overcomes. But it doesn't mean that the trials won't still come at us. And we all have trials every day. Every week, every month, it seems like there's a trial. Really, it does, doesn't it? Every day, it seems like there's another challenge. And we just know the enemy, that's what he's here to do. But for me, when we're reminded of that word that is in our hearts, the word, to me, is everything. And I don't need anything but the word. Jesus defeated Satan with the Word, Amen. And I was reading about the centurion. Brother Branham recounts the, the story in the Bible and the Scripture how you know we talk we hear about what that wrapped gift is gift is that wrapped gift that came. It was the Word made flesh, and we and everyone right now is looking at that Word in the manger. But that Word that that baby in the manger. But that became that was the Word made flesh, and the message of the hour came and revealed Jesus Christ to us, and that Word is what sustains us, and I thought, I've been thinking for the last month, and I don't know why, but that's all I need, is the Word. I just need the Word. This is a Word-based church, and I'm so thankful to be sitting in that this morning, and I I thought, you know, because you don't ever want to remind people how blessed they are. He needs to know that, you know, but guess what? You're blessed this morning. Amen. You're blessed, you know. You just just steps aside and reflect in your own lives. As a lot of people are reflecting in this season, say, just turn around, close your eyes, and look back on your lives and say, "God, I'm blessed." Amen. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. Oh, hey, you say, brother West, you must rehearse this. No, this is my Amen. language Amen. this morning. Amen. This is the language I speak this morning. Amen. This is who I am. I'm changed. I've been changed. I've been reborn. So have you this morning. And it was the Word that sustained me through that time. And if you're unsaved this morning, guess what? i got good news for you. The Word is going to save you. I don't know. You might not know it in your own lives, young people. But God has already put a promise in your parents' heart. He's put the promise in the Word. And He's going to save you this morning. Amen. If I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say that. (laughs) I just want to say I love you. I'm looking back, seeing Brother Joe, seeing Brother Frank. I don't want you to think because I moved thousands of miles away. Anything changes. Nothing changes. We're eternal beings headed for another country. Amen. I'm so sorry to take that much time. But it's good to see you, Uncle Tom. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God.
3: Everybody here. I'm looking for Amanda, Naomi, and Mela. Where are you, Dawson? All right. you got to stand up. Dad did. Sister Amanda, thank you. Nice to have you here. Where's Mela? Okay, where's Mom? <laughs> oh, my. Now we have visitors here. Brother Kyle. Amen. Christina. Amen. Sarah, God bless you. Simeon, nice to have you here. My goodness. Let's have a revival. Let's have a revival. And they thought that snow would keep us from church. Man, they've tried everything, haven't they? I mean, the old devil last night, it was floating down, and, and everybody said, There's snow. It's going to snow another, another foot. Well, so let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. But <laughs> well, we're happy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We want to give special greetings this morning to our pastor, Brother Biscal, Sister Biscoll. God bless you, as you've joined with us this morning, and many others around the world. God bless you all and all that are here. Brother Wes, always a joy to see you. This is the first time I get, I, I've seen you in three years, and he's my nephew. <laughs> I, I feel like he doesn't like me. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's certainly a blessing to have you here. certainly a blessing. Lovely. A couple of announcements I'd like to make. Of course, Brother Ryan has mentioned it. It'll start 7 o'clock on New Year's Eve here at the church. And if you've got a song, Mike, Brother Mike, you have to sing that song again. That's my song, that last song you sung. And you need a choir behind you and an orchestra and the whole works, okay? It was so, uh, such a blessing. So you arrange that, will you? Talk to Michael. I've already talked to him. <laughs> Amen. Well, Sister Helen Billisberger gave me a call last night, and she's been out of the, in and out of the hospital and in her care home, and she is weak in body but strong in faith, and she wanted to give you all her love and greetings, so I wanted to do that to you, and I want to thank you. We're coming to the end of the year for all your kind emails, cards, gifts, and so forth for myself and Sister Joanne which it means so much to us, your love and your support. It's been tremendous. We've come to the end of the year, and, and you've given much. This little church has given much and supported much around the world. And there, we have an unseen assembly that have given to this church. They don't have a church to go to. Um, a lot, Some of the brothers and sisters we do not know, and yet they, they look to the ministry here. And we want to thank them for their support and for the giving. And I want to thank God for raising up and bringing Brother Tim to help us in in Bible Believers. He's done a tremendous job and we love him. Thank you, Tim. We've been a blessed church as we, uh, we've gone forth over the years, and we've seen young men raise up in the ministry. We've seen Brother Michael. We've seen Brother John Manasseh rising up. I say we are a blessed church. Brother Murphy and I, after Wednesday night, figured we'd get some rocking chairs, <laughs> and we would sit in the back, go, preach it, brother, preach it, brother. <laughs> lovely, lovely word, wasn't it? I mean, my goodness. Lovely to see how the word of God is unfolding. And we've been part of a vision that a man had who I love dearly is our pastor. I cannot go th- out of a year to think if God hadn't brought Brother Biscoe from Toronto to here, not one of us would be here. And God brought him here for each and every one of us. And I thank God for his vision. I thank him for this church. I thank him for the school. I thank him for the camp. And I thank him for missions. Amen. Amen. Amen, it's just all one big vision, and it's been a tremendous thing to see it unfold and to be a part of it. As I've always said and believed, as I first time I I read uh, Why Little Bethlehem, Brother Bram talks about David and David's mighty men. David couldn't do it himself, it's not a one-man deal, it's a many-membered body, and God has called men and women of the faith to support this ministry and vision, and for that I want to thank you. Because without you, we wouldn't have an assembly to even preach to. So God bless you and I applaud you. I do. God bless you all. Very special. We are not a church. We are the bride. We are the elected. We're not just a gathering of people. We mean business when we preach the word of God. Amen. We're not cozy little people. A nice little church, you know, message church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get over it. Go out and have your little dinner and have fun, come back to church. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. We mean business. Yes. And God has always meant business with us. There you are, Mila. I knew you were hiding somewhere. You didn't stand, did you? You did? Uh, okay. God bless you. And so we're, we're a church that's vibrant, a church that has life. And I'm just seeing so much death out there. And the death angel is definitely going over the land. But there's a people that are under the blood of this bleeding message. And it is protecting us. It's protecting our children. And it's protecting the bride of Jesus Christ around the world. Amen. So God bless you as we, we come into another year. So a title of my message is, Out of and into. Out of and into. We come out of 2021, 20. Where are we? <laughs> where are we? I'm in heavenly fleeces. So we're going into 2022. So we're coming out of going into, and um, I I thought I turned to Brother Tim this morning when the little ones were singing their little song, and out of the mouth of babes and suckling, God has perfected praise. They took my scripture. Can you imagine little ones like that taking my scripture for this morning? And I thought, my, I'll, I'll rest in that uh, confirmation. Amen. The littlest ones and all the specials were lovely. Thank you very much. God bless you. So we're coming out of and going into. Let's stand as we come to the Word. Let's go to Joshua. Because anytime you want to talk about coming out of and going into, that means redemption. Redemption. Brother Jim, nice to see you. There you are. Brother Tom, Sister Kim, it's been a while. Nice to see you. God bless you, each and every one that have made it. I think the Ed and Janelle Lamb came all the way. Uh, they're all from across the line, of course. And uh, worse down there than it is up here. Can you imagine? And we're farther north. So God bless each and every one of you that made it out this morning to be in the house of God. Joshua chapter 1. And we will read at verse 5. Joshua chapter 1. Well, let's let's read at verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and from Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Verse 5, there shall not any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Now, if you want to read that as a history book, you just go ahead and do that. But I'm not going to. I'm going to read that as a present-day scripture for me, myself, and I. I hope you can say that for yourself. That you can read this scripture now that we're going to read, that it's for you yourself. There shall not any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Let's read that part all over again. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I shall swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. And very courageous. Now we're going in, we're coming out, and we're going in too. So going into, you're needing to be strong and courageous coming into this land. So to uh, do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or from it or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse 9. Have not I commanded thee be strong, And of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, wheresoever thou goest. And the church of God said, Amen. Amen. So be it. You may have your seats. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Now, I'd like also to look at a scripture here. Second Corinthians twelve and ten, please. Second Corinthians twelve and ten. Therefore, I take pleasure. In infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I'm strong. You can't lose. You just can't lose. Amen, Second Corinthians four and 8 says, "We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. That means extreme affliction, or perplexed, but not in despair. To renounce all hope, we're not in despair. We believe in Christ, the word that is with us, wheresoever we go. Amen. And so this morning, I want to re- you to realize, and as we look into the word as a little exhortation of encouragement, that God will never forsake you. Amen. He'll never fail you. Never. Amen. We're coming into a time and a place, we're coming into a new land, a new year, a new, or you could say, let's forget the old and let's go on into the new. And Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind us, let's press towards the prize of the mark before us. So let's forget about the past, realize where we're going and what we're here for. It's quite a time we're living in, isn't it? It's quite a time we're living in. It is a time of, as the world would look at it, distress. Would it be a time that they are troubled? Would it be a time where it's a shaking time? Indeed it is. People come, people go, people uh, live this or live it for a while. I'll have a quote out of Paradox. Brother Bram said, they're around you, they, they feed with you, they enjoy the word with you, and they leave you. We have had that and we will have that. And will that be a disappointment? That will be a disappointment. But to the church of the living God... We don't look to the left, we don't look to the right, we look to the promise. Amen. Amen. We've come out of and we're going up. If you think we're just going into a new year, I don't want to even see the end of this next year. Let's go up. Let's go up. So now if we look at the book of uh, Joshua, Brother Ram calls it the book of redemption. So now the book of Joshua is a book of redemption, and if that's the Old Testament, then there must be, as he said, that there's Joshua parallels Ephesians. So there's a land that we've come out of and going into, and there is another land called the Holy Ghost, which is heavenly places. So if, we, if we're going into a, this new land, this new land is called the Holy Ghost himself. Thankful for your exhortation, Brother West. When a, Completely with the message, we might as well close and go home. That's pretty. That was pretty powerful, Pack, packful, impactful. Brother Bram said in the message paradox, it is also represented to us for this day that it represents a journey we're on. This is a journey. We're coming out of Egypt, Laodicea, and we are going into a promised land. We're coming out of the world, out of chaos, Onto a road to this promised land. In my Father's house are many mansions. So there's one land earthy to one land heavenly. So you have to keep your focus not on land earthy, but you have to keep your focus on the land that is to be. What a land. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would not have told you. We are coming out and we're going into. We are in an Ephesians church. We are not in a church of Corinthians. And so Brother Branham elaborates in many messages on these types of churches. So let's look at a little bit of a journey that we're on this morning in the Word, okay? So we're not now little children. We are now grown up in the Word. We're mature adults, We are not being fed from a milk bottle, but we're eating off the body word of the Son of Man. And so we have all these expressions, and I I just wrote down a little bit of a note. We can talk about the message. We can even discuss the message, but never know what the message really is. It happens all the time. They, They talked about Messiah coming. They, they heard it at, 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 their, at their little rabbinical school or whatever uh, t- uh, uh, synagogue or temple they went to. They all talked about Messiah. They, the young children, I'm sure, sang songs about Messiah. But when Messiah came, how many people saw Messiah? When you really get down to it, how many people saw Messiah? There was Messiah, and we had shepherds on the hillside coming and worshiping a little baby, and they're saying, I blow my mind, this is a virgin, she conceived, really? Well, it's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. You got two prophecies out of Isaiah, a baby shall, a virgin shall conceive, is that right? A child, a baby shall be born, and his name shall be called. So we have prophecies from Micaiah all throughout the scriptures. Of course, there's hundreds of them. Hundreds of them, and they've read hundreds of them, and they had rabbis preaching it, and they missed it when it was fulfilled. So we are on another journey, and we don't want to stay here. We want to go up. We want to go into a new body, a new land. We don't want to just talk about this message. talk about it, nice little subjects, nice little packages, everything. We want something that's going to move us. Brother Bram said in the message, paradox, but you notice we've entered into a promised land. The difference is it rose up among them. It just rose up among them. You have all the promises of God raising up amongst us. And if we're not spiritual enough, saints of God, we're going to miss what God is doing. Because we get so caught up in our everyday life. And don't say you, you don't, you don't, because I do. So while I'm preaching at Tom as much as I'm preaching to everybody here. Even Joseph got caught up into it himself. How could this little virgin girl have this child? But it took an angel Amen. to visit him. To tell him it was of God. And it took an angel today to tell you, Christ is being formed in you. And an angel has been sent from God. Malachi 4 has been fulfilled. We're not another church. We are the rapture. We've come out of Laodicea. We're going in a rapture. We don't want to talk about it. We want to start living it. I'm heaven bound. I'm promise bound. If you want to settle down, if you want to get the message, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Brother Brown said, if you want to settle down to a nice little church, go ahead. Just go ahead. He says, but, and if these other brothers start up around you, just forget them. You can read it here. What is it? Page 10. He said, you're going to pass your brethren. You're going to pass these brothers. You're going to pass their borders. Don't say nothing to them. Esau was given a mountain. That was their portion. He said, that's all their deepest calling to. But there's another deep that is in the bride of Jesus Christ. And that deep is to put on the body change." Hallelujah. But to, to those who believe, who know, to you that's got something in you that's calling to the deep, there's a deep that's going to be satisfied. I'm not satisfied, the prophet said, just to raise sheep. People, are there fat? Oh, look at all the numbers we got. Oh, it's all about numbers. It has nothing to do with numbers. That's all their deep is calling to. But our deep is calling for a new body. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that on your minds. Yeah. Keep that in your four thoughts. Yeah. Leave them alone. If your deep is satisfied here, that's all you're called to, living here. But at my deep, he said, is calling to another land. I can't be satisfied with theology. I can't be satisfied with a good church. I can't be satisfied with a good campaign. I can't be satisfied with a little healing service. But there's something beyond that that's calling me. Let's get out of here. Amen. I'm going out and I'm going in. I'm going into a new body. I see a lot of us just getting a tad older. I'm not looking at anybody. Oh, I can't even look at them. Hey, it's funny. Not funny, it's just strange how I was once 21. And you know what? Inside me, Jim, I still think I'm 21. (laughs) But unfortunately, I have a mirror in the morning. And that mirror tells me a lot of things. I'm not 21. But I have a promise. I'm going to come out of this old body. And I'm going to go into a new body. I don't know about you, but who wants to come with me? A few, uh, the younger ones didn't put up their hands. I noticed that. That's okay. You'll just, you know, blink and you'll be what you are. But we are looking To a promise that is laying before us. He says, now, listen. He said, the message has to mean is not our interpretation. What do you mean the message has to mean? We cannot put our own or different interpretation or idea to this message. Or you will be staying on terra firma. You cannot add, you cannot take away. You can't put your feelings in it. You have to say what he said. They said to Jesus, Brother Ben referring to, did not our fathers eat manna in the wilderness? Did they not drink from the rock? That's what they were saying to Jesus. Didn't our fathers eat manna? Didn't they drink from the rock? Didn't they go through the Red Sea? And then Jesus turns around and says, every one of them are dead. In their minds, that wasn't even a thought. Now I I want you to start thinking now. Because until Jesus said that, they all thought everybody was in heaven. And Brother Bram said, they were eternally separated from God. That, that, that to me is mind-blowing. They ate from the manna. They drank from the rock. They went through the sea. And still they didn't make it. He said only two out of two million made it. Sobering, isn't it? But I'm one of them. <laughs> you have to believe it. If there's one going through... It has to be that real, doesn't it? Yeah. We come out of the world and we're going into something. I didn't come up to stay here. Yeah. This message didn't call us to come out of the world just to stay here. He said, I believe we're living in the shadows of the coming of Jesus Christ. As Joshua Just before Ephesians rose up, so did John the Baptist raise up before the next Ephesians. So did Malachi 4 come for the next Ephesians. It's predicted in the Scriptures and we don't want to miss it because if you missed Messiah, you missed the Word for that day. You can't afford to miss what God is doing today. We say, oh... A prophet came, and that's a great revelation. But it's not the only revelation you need to get out of here. We say, oh, I believe in Malachi 4. I do too. There's a lot of people don't believe in Malachi 4. But I believe in it with all my heart. Behold, I send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I believe it with all my heart. And it shall turn the hearts of the children... To the fathers. Has it done it? Is it doing it? Yes, it is. We see the fulfillment from it. And so every place, if there was a, an Ephesians in Joshua, and now there's an Ephesians today, then if we can look in the shadow, we should be able to see now in type form where we are. Is that correct? But you know what? You're going to have to fight. Hmm. It doesn't come on a silver platter, Brother Tom. This is a silver platter age. Sure it is. Silver platter age. Uh-huh. The old school days. If you're going to make something out of yourself, son, you're going to have to do it yourself. That was, that, even though that was old school, it still works today. Huh? But everybody looks to government for something. Everybody looks for the church to do something. And we get dependent on terra firma here, rather than on God up there. That God would now meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. Joshua never won a battle by himself. Never won one. He needed the captain of the Lord of hosts. And Brother Bram said the captain of the Lord of hosts is here right now. Amen. So if he needed him, I need him. Don't forget about him. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. So in the shadows. Now we're looking at the shadow of, of Joshua, and Joshua parallels Ephesians. Then have to know God chose Joshua. God chose Caleb. They were predestinated in the mind of God to be overcomers for their day, they were anointed to take the prophet's message and to carry it on. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you, Joshua. And i got to ask myself, how many Joshua's are there? I have to say, I'm, I'm in a group, a large group of them. We'll fight to the finish. We're not a bunch of wimps. Oh, you've hurt my feelings. Oh, I hear that all the time. You hurt my feelings. Really? Grow up. Ooh, that went over big. <laughs> huh? But we're in this filio, our fili, fili, stuff. Everybody has a right to their opinion. Really? Last time I checked, when my kids were growing up, I didn't really listen to their opinion. Huh? I remember one of our children coming home from grade four, and I was laying down some particular uh, structure and said, well, I think, Dad. And I said, really? I think you need to go to your room, and I'll see you there. But today, we let everything fly. And then we go to an extreme. You go to extreme, extreme, extreme grace, extreme law. You got to walk the middle of the road. Amen. We got to walk the middle of the road, saints of God, because we're on this great journey. I remember Brother Bisco telling me and the church when the church was young, and we were just we had little babies and he said just look around the church find out the brothers or sisters that their children are serving god then have them over and just ask them what did you do what you th- and then you don't have to take anything you can take 1% 5% 100% but you can take something from that experience because they did something right They did something right. And so then, as a church, we've got a whole church to draw from. But we want to stay in our own cocoon. And I'll do it my way. Saints of God, there's other brothers that have gone before you that are our examples. We need one another to walk in this great journey to encourage one another because we find out that when Moses sent 12, only two of the 12 had a positive confession. And Brother Bram said, then under the new commission, Joshua only sent two. But they were there to encourage one another in the faith. What kind of land do we want to live in? I want to live in a land called heavenly places heavenly places and everything we do in this world tries to keep us out of that land but my prophet said there is a people that are going to so live in the Holy Ghost that they will live in that land always amen I want to live in that land Gabe I want to live in that land yes sir heavenly realms I got written here, are as real as earthly realms. Amen. Heavenly realms are as real as earthly realms, but more real than earthly realms because earthly realms are passing away. Heavenly realms go on forever. Amen. So we get so caught up in what we're doing here in this world and it's passing away. But in this realm, in this land, in this, into, we're going to live forever. Everybody gets caught up in this realm, in this world, and how people think and perceive and, and what they're doing and what's so important, what you wear and what you drive and how what you've achieved. I would want to achieve one thing. I can live in that realm that I can please my Jesus so much that I can live in that heavenly place. Heavenly realms. Are what we're predestinated into. That has been our prophecy. Let's turn to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. So Joshua parallels Ephesians. Reading at verse 4. I won't be long this morning. I know everybody here is just so excited to get back to their families. This is my family. But the Bible says here in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved. Now notice verse 6, read it with me, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together In heavenly places. That's what he called us to. This is a land where we want to go into. We can get in there sometimes and then we draw back. But I want to live there forever. Amen. So we're just laying a little foundation. We're getting that here. So we're going from the earthly to a heavenly realm. An earthly realm that's passing away. A heavenly realm that will never pass away. So, heavenly realms are more real than the earthly realms. But we spend most of our lives, most of our living lives in this realm, worried about this realm. We have to change that. We have to change that. This is the least of the realms. I don't want to go to the lower realm. And I don't want to stay in this realm. I want to go into a heavenly realm. So if I'm going to spend the eternities there, shouldn't our minds be there? Shouldn't our hearts be there? Shouldn't our desires be there? I would think so. For we know that if this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Mm. How about 1 John 5 and 11? And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, which is eternal. He, hath, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So I ask you this morning, Brother West, set the platform. If there's nobody here, if there's somebody here that doesn't know God, you don't have life. You're just existing. You're just going to live to the fashions and, and the things of this earth. But there's a people that want to raise up a little higher. That said, I want to live in a heavenly realm. There's a deep calling to a deep. If Esau wants to stay here, let him stay here. Don't even talk to them. Go on. Go on, saints, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. This earthly life, if we look around the room, Brother Michael and Sister Debbie, and we were talking about memories around the table last night, and my boys remember sleeping in your bed as babies or young boys with their blankies. Life is only a vapor. I remember, Brother Jim, when you first came here and I saw you in front of the office, hunter, sharp eye, (laughs) told me all about your hunts and different things like that. Look at us now. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying we're getting older. But this earthly life is but a vapor. Some of you brothers that get up here and the light shines on there, there's a spot here. When you used to have a, sh- a sh- you know, a head of hair that <laughs> choke a horse, but this earthly life is only a vapor. It appears for a little while, as James says, and then it's gone. We have physical battles, and the physical battles, they seem intense. They seem intense. These natural battles feel intense, but they're temporary. We have spiritual battles which give us eternal consequences, and they last forever. We live in this earthly life, and our recognition should be that we look to the unseen, and the unseen will fight our battles, whether they rage all around us. We have an unseen realm that is walking with the believer every day of your life. Finally, brother, Paul writes in Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, brothers, sisters, finally... Be weak in the Lord. Oh, yeah, I see you've read your Bible. Huh? Finally! Brothers, as he's going through Ephesians 1, you who have chosen before the foundation of the world, predestinated to an inheritance, incorruptible. And now he's going through it. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2, by grace you are saved, you who are dead in your trespasses and sin, but God rich in mercy. And we go all through the scripture. Finally, he comes to Ephesians and says, finally, brethren, finally, brethren, be strong. Come on church of Ephesians be strong in the Lord in the power of his might it's not your might it's his might strong in the Lord strong in faith strong in his might God lives in you I can do all things Say all things. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth me. There's not a thing you cannot have that's in Christ. Everything that's in Christ is yours. And Brother Graham said in a token message, you will only ask what you are. Come on. You're going to only ask what you are, Brother Ellie. You're only going to ask what you are. You are the Word. The Word says... I would that you prosper in health as thy soul prospereth. If your soul is prospering, then let your body come subject to what's inside. Hallelujah, brother George. There's God living in you. God living in you, finally. Finally. Brethren, Paul writes at the end of Ephesians. Finally, brethren, don't be weak, but be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. He that can bend Pharaoh's knees to the ground. The greatest superpower on the earth comes an 80-year-old man, not disrespectful to Moses at all, 80 years old with a stick in his hand. Huh? Huh? Anybody weird could have thrown a spear, huh? arrow, dart, but here he is, standing in the presence of God before the most powerful man. I want to let you know, saints of God, here you are, standing before the devil himself. Stay with me. Feast of the trumpets. He's got everybody else, but he hasn't got the bride. You're standing in might. You're standing in power. You're moving in another land. You come out of unbelief. And you're walking in faith. Hallelujah. I heard the other night about faith, which was a tremendous service, Brother Jean. I, I wanted everybody to stand up and start confession to the high priest. I claim my wife. I claim my children. I would love you to speak it. And if you speak it, God will back it up. You had confession there. You had confession. My back, my back, my back, nothing. My back is fine. Then I started to think about Sister Joanne. We had a way worse son, but she stayed in agony year after year. Till finally an anointing came down and her daddy was standing there. She says, I don't approach you as a man. I approach you as a servant of the living God. You're the one that said, I'm going to have a son. We couldn't have children. Give me back my son. God gave us our son. Does confession work? Does it work? Let's use the power of it. Amen. Amen. We hear it. We've been taught it. We speak about it. Let's do it. Come on. Let's do it. My wife needs a baby. Stand up. That's Sister Grace. I love that, I love that testimony on Mother's Day. I said, why didn't mothers stand up for their babies? She stood up. She never had a baby. She didn't have any children. But at that time, God saw her face. She stood on her feet. And you know the rest of the story. She's got a darling little girl. God loves those types of inspiration. Hallelujah. We need to move in it, young man. I am a mighty man. Come on, Gideon. Where's my 300? Hallelujah. I am one of Gideon's mighty men. In the power of his might. We've come out of unbelief. The more I hear the message, the more I hear these young men preach, and men preach. The more I believe, I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how people even miss a service. I really don't. I'm overwhelmed. The word that comes out, the word, the word, the word, the word, and it's changing me. Hallelujah! It's bringing me to heavenly places, saints of God. That's what my deepest calling to. It's not my job. My 401k? Huh? My RSVP? (laughs) Not rest in peace either. (laughs) What are they called? (laughs) RSP? Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Registered Savings Plan. You got to make a reservation for that. So let me just read you what the Amplified says on that. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6 and 10. Remember, Joshua parallels Ephesians. Did they conquer in, in Joshua? Yes. Was the captain of the Lord a host with Joshua? Yes. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you, Joshua. I was with Moses, I was Joshua, and then we have a Jesus. Jesus, the word made flesh, said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. Hmm, 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 hmm. Never leave you. Or forsake you now he says here now in conclusion finally my brother in conclusion be strong in the Lord or draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him not union in your mind but union in your soul I'm united with him Not in mind only. People got a lot of mind. But you got to cast down your own thinking. And put on his thinking. When you see the impossible, say, my God deals with the impossible. Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered by God. How do you get empowered by God? By being in union with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Being empowered with him is being united with him. And it's the power, the Greek says, in his boundless. That means there's no end to his might. He can do anything. Anything. Anything your heart desires, my Jesus can do. Mm -hmm. According as he has chosen us in him. So now we're chosen as Joshua was chosen of God. We're chosen in him. I want you to, you know, I know we go over these things and you've heard these things and coming to the end of the year, but I just get to rehearse some of these things. According as we've been chosen in him. Before the foundation of the world. So this has not been your choice. And Brother Brown kicks on saying, Paris, it has nothing to do with your choice. It has everything to do with God's choice. So it's not you choosing God. It's not you saying, I don't like what the preacher's preaching. It has nothing to do with that. It's what your deep is calling for. If there's no deep, there's no calling. But if God put a deep, then there's a calling. Then God sent you a message. Behold, I send you, Elijah. So if there's a deep, he sent Elijah to you. Period. Period. We're not Lutherans. We're not Pentecostals. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. And the only desire we've got is the word, Wesley. It's the word himself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Joshua was in type, you read the message, paradox, in type of the last day ministry. Last day ministry. Now remember, they had three stages of their journey, and he goes into the three stages of our journey, which I won't go into. But he says, then, did you notice, differences rose between them. You got to stay in the message, folks. Because that's better than your newspaper or Fox News or CNN or NBC, NBC, DVD, whatever they're called. I can't even get that acronym. But he said, these things will rise up amongst you, paradox. Right. Joshua, parallels Ephesians is what he's talking about. He said, there'll be differences rise up. He says, but you continue to go to your promised land. I'll continue to go to the Holy Ghost. I'll continue to dwell in a heavenly place. That's what I've been saved and called for. Mm. This, what I've been saved and called for. But did you notice, before they entered into their promises, there was those that rose up and said, we got better leadership. We've got better leadership. We've got, and then he names them. He said, Korah rises up. Dason rises up before Moses, They trying to tell him about the message and what it means, getting quotes to support themselves, misplacing, displacing, mislocating, quotes. Did they not say as Jesus said, our fathers ate men in the wilderness? Jesus goes on to say, but every one of them is eternally separated from God. Yet they enjoyed hearing the message. They enjoyed the manna that fell. Not just manna, genuine manna. But when it come time, Balaam came in with false doctrine and said, we're all one. Saints, listen. If you want to stand in this age, God has given you a word. Nothing will shake you. Nothing will move you. You stay in this. And this will stay in you. Hath not God said? It's in the message. It's in the message. Oh, we're a great nation. We can marry amongst ourselves. But Joshua raised up. Ra, Joshua raised up. And said, I'm gonna stay in the vision. I'm gonna stay in the vision. Yes, Yes, sir. He said, now listen, this Joshua is gonna lead us into Revelation 10. Also up there, he says, Revelation 10, Revelation 10. We find out the Laodicean age, the last messenger of that last age during that time of that prophecy of the sevenfold mystery that's been left off, that messenger is going to send us into this land. And that's why the believers from Trinidad used to sing a song, and we used to sing, There is a land of milk and honey. And this is the best part for us poor guys. There is a land where we don't need honey. woo. <laughs> They sure sure joined in then. The milk and honey part they wanted to think about. But what a land to live in. What a land in the Holy Ghost you can live in. Where my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He'll supply every need according to his riches and glory. It doesn't matter, saints of God. He can do anything. But this messenger, this Joshua, was leading us into Revelation 1. What a land. What a land. What a land. What a promised land. Malachi 4, Luke 17 30. He says, There's the promise, friends. There must be an Ephesians. That's right. It's the sevenfold mystery of the Word of God. Oh, God, get us into that land. Oh, how many, if I asked, and I wouldn't even look, and I wouldn't even embarrass you, say, when's the last time you read the seven seal book? Good question. You can answer that yourself. But there is a mystery that was going to be revealed through Revelation 10.7 that was going to bring us into a land of Revelation 10.1. The land is Christ himself. It was the mighty angel that descended. There must be an Ephesians. How are you going to get to be an Ephesian? Be in Christ. Who's Christ? The Word. Who's the Word? The Message. Hmm. Don't get too quiet on me. I'm on page two. But we're promised, according to Revelation ten seven, according to Malachi four. We're promised, friends. We're promised. A sevenfold mystery of the Word of God will be unfolded, and it's in the latest in age that this takes place. And I believe we're there, and so do I, Ben. I believe I'm there. I believe we're there. Let's get in Him. We're anointed for it. We are indeed anointed for this. We are anointed for this position in Christ. We are anointed. Don't turn because I I'm I'm, don't want to take up too much time. But he said there's got to be another Ephesians, of course, in this journey. As there have been in the past journeys. There has to be an Ephesians. There had to be a Joshua in the first Ephesians. There had to be a Joshua by John the Baptist in the second Ephesians. And there has to be a messenger, Malachi 4, in this Ephesians. So then if you are in him, and you've made that confession... Then you need to make some footprints. Joe? Mm -hmm. When they got across the Jordan River, they didn't camp there. Because they were given a land. And they had to go fight for their land. It didn't matter what army, it didn't matter what city, what stronghold, what nothing. If sin came into the camp, people died. Then they had to stand before Joshua under that discernment, and he had to find out who the Achan was. And Achan, in his thinking, thought he would just steal a gold bar or a Babylonian garment, and he thought it was just for himself. But he didn't understand the consequence. The consequence was his wife burned. His children were burned. His, his, uh, all his sheep were burned. Everything he owned burned. So we can't go outside of the word. We have to stay in the word. If the word said this, you do this. Word says do this, you do this. Word says don't do this, you don't do this. Don't go into your thinking, but I think I can no, you can't. Right. So you're gonna to have to fight every inch. So what Bly- in by Marbus, he says this you gotta fight every inch. The devil will make you fight for that inch. Yeah. Uh huh. It's not for wimps, I'm sorry. This isn't for the weak need. This isn't for the people that just moss back and sit at church and just, you know, well, I hope they get over this. No, this is a full immersion in the Holy Spirit. And as you take your inch, the devil's going to fight you for that inch. But he has to give way because it's not in your power. Brother Deepak, it's not in your power, but it's in the power of his might. You got to stop thinking of our own ability. We have no ability. You'll have to fight every inch of it. Not just sit back, oh, well, I got the token applied. Well, that's nice. That's a nice saying. But is that how you got saved? Well, when I get saved, I get saved. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there was a little bit of a struggle, Brother Ken. I think we had to struggle to that birth. I think there was a fight for that birth. Satan tried to fight us with our families, with our friends. But there was something in us. That said, i got to have that. No family member. No friend. No relative. No nothing. Was going to stop us from getting my land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are anointed under this anointing. If you think it's in your might, you've got a terrible thing coming. And you're not going to win. Because it's not your fight. This is the Lord's battle. Hallelujah. You have to fight every inch with the captain of the host with you. Amen. The devil will fight you back, but you take the sword of God and fight back and get that inch. Get that inch. He didn't say get the foot. Come on, stay with me. Inch by inch, take the land. This is a word prophet. And that word prophet had to go back to the word. Joshua, take your land, inch by inch. He couldn't say foot by foot. That's not what the Bible says. Inch by inch. Take it inch by inch. But the devil will make you fight. Oh, devil. No. I like Brother Ron's interpretation. Boo, devil. Come on. Here's a brother that's been fighting cancer. And they say he's a miracle walking. Hey, he's got to practice what he preaches, doesn't he? And does he? He certainly does. He certainly does. And we stand right behind him. They call him a miracle four-stage cancer patient. Huh, we think we got troubles. But what an example. What an example. We don't give an inch. Come on, we're going out of this year. We're going into another year. I'm not giving the devil one inch. I want you to determine that today. I am not giving him an inch, Raymond. Not an inch. And I see your little girl standing there singing. You should have been doing cartwheels down here. All right. I maybe exaggerate the point, but to me it's a miracle. Huh? Little darlin' standing there. Nothing makes parents and grandparents more proud than seeing them standing here. But I don't want to see them just standing here. I want them sitting there. Come on. A little bit stronger on that amen. Amen. I want my grandchildren. I'm not satisfied with my children now. No, no, sir. I got grandchildren. I just heard a grandpa say, preach it. Thank you. Amen. I'm not giving them one inch, man. No, we fought too hard, too long. I'm not giving in. this lovey-dovey, everybody won business. So I'm sorry, I don't go for that. I go for standing on the word of God. Thus saith the word. I like Brother Murphy's message on drawing the circle. If you can't remember it, go back to it. It's not moving the circle to make the circle. It's staying in the same circle. Amen. Amen. I'm not amening myself, but I'm amening the word. So now the devil's going to make you fight every, every inch. He'll make you fight with it. You use the sword of God. And remember, footsteps are possession. Footsteps are possession. Amen. I remember that cigarette demon. I remember it so well. Because I used to live down on 192nd and 60th here. And there used to be where there's a huge subdivision, an old farm and barn. I'm in the dark ages now. And there used to be fence posts along there. I used to walk to go to school. But when I threw out that pack of cigarettes, I knew exactly what fence post that was at. Even though I didn't want them, I knew where to go get them. So you didn't really want to lose it. Huh? And that's the way a lot of people are. Oh, this I'm going to get... It has nothing to do with you doing it. You just cast it down. Say, Lord, take that desire out of my heart. I need to get delivered. When you come to that position, dope goes, smoking goes, booze goes, lusting goes. Fight for it. God gave you the word to fight. Amen. You've come out. Let's go in where God dwells. Let's go where God dwells. Hallelujah. We're fighting every inch of the land. It's our possession. Wherever your foot treads. Wherever your foot treads, I give you. Amen. God gave me my deliverance. He doesn't take it back from me. If you get delivered, you're delivered. If you get the Holy Ghost, you got the Holy Ghost. He doesn't give it to you to take it away from you. Once you get him, you want more of him. Is that true? It's true. It's true. I come out, I go into. Joe, you came out of a Hutterite colony. Do you want to go back? No, sir. Sister Eileen, no, no way. I come out. Who brought you out? He brought me out. He brought me out. And he's taken me in. (laughs) I thank God. Amen. I know those are the wrong song to the right, wrong tune or whatever, but Joanne says I make it up anyways. Every step you make. Oh, he says, this gives me a good feeling. (laughs) Every step you make, Phil, every step you make is yours. Every step you take, amen. Footsteps is your position, and all the land you tread on in this promised land is yours. And it's the same to every believer tonight. Anything you can take, any divine promise of God, you claim it, you hold on to it, that's your footprints. So now are you going to back down? Huh? Are you going to back down? Not a chance. I've come too far. I've come too far. I'm not giving up now. No, sir. He said there has to be an Ephesians on this great journey. I said, I'm in this Ephesians, in this great journey. So can the church of the living God then be reckless? Yes. He said, the church of the living God be reckless and fearless in faith. (laughs) Amen. Take the sword of the word. Be reckless with it. Cut the devil down. Cut that unbelief away. Can you be reckless? He says, you can be reckless in faith. Reckless in faith, if we're pointing to the right way, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. The anointing that was on the Lord Jesus, he said in Luke 4, verse 16, as it was his custom coming to Nazareth, the spirit of the Lord Jesus said is upon me. He said that anointing that was on Christ is the anointing that's on the people. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He took the book. He took the book. Revelation 10.8 took the book. And he opened to where it was found. Where he knew he was. And we take the book and we open it to where we know we are. Jesus, Brother Ram says, and we've used it often had the greatest anointing ever to anyone. What he did with it, with that anointing, with that greatest anointing that was given to anyone was Jesus. But that anointing didn't cause the emotion. The anointing gave him power, supreme power. It's not your might, but in him, you're empowered. My, 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 we're empowered. The anointing is supreme power in control, knowing exactly what and how it's to be done. Amen. What anointing is on you today? So get ready to wind down a bit. What anointing's on you? What church anointing? Brother Ram said, Ichabod is over the, over the nation. The glory of the Lord has left. So people want a fellowship in churches where there's no glory. That would be strange for me. I went to those churches. I looked for God in those churches. I never found God in those churches. There was no God. I stumble into a little house. And there I find God. The anointing. So who leadeth me? By his own hand. He leadeth me. By his own hand, he has led you. And we are now under this anointing for this journey to walk in this Ephesians. Not to stay here, but to go into another dimension. I marvel as I go over my notes and books, because I have notes within my message books notes, and I marvel and I read them, and I go, why did I do that? Because now what I'm reading now, as I read it 15 or 20 or 30 times, is you've grown a little higher in Christ. And you say, well, oh boy, that's what, that's what I was thinking then. But this is what I'm thinking now. Because we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we had no message, there's no growth. And if you've high-bred the message, as we heard a couple of Wednesdays, it's dead message. You cannot add or you cannot take away. Say what I say. Say what I say. This time of prophecy has lingered for a while. I didn't think Joanne and I would ever get married. You actually thought that thought one time? Yeah. I loved her. I wanted to marry her, but the rapture was coming. (laughs) Look at me now. Then I never thought we'd have children, and here we are with grandchildren. I looked around the room yesterday with all my beautiful grandchildren. I thought, God, how great you are. How very great you are. All by the grace of God serving God how great he is. Singing my verse this morning was very special. Let's turn our last scripture, Isaiah 41.10. Remember, people People, when they first come to this message, they think the rapture is going to take place immediately, and then after a while get disenchanted with it, and they go their way. Well, if we look in the scriptures, we have so many examples of promises lingering for hundreds of years, and the promised seed of the woman didn't come for 4,000 years. So it doesn't matter how long it takes For the promise to be fulfilled, it will be fulfilled. As everybody, I hear an amen in the back? It's going to be fulfilled. Period. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, fear thou not. I'm just a little encouraging message for you coming in, out of this old year into a new year. Fear thou not, for I am not with thee. Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be dismayed. What does it say? Be not dismayed. Be not dismayed. Let's read that again. For Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for what? I am thy God. I will weaken you. Come on. We're going to fight an inch here. I'm going to fight an inch for you. He's not weakening you. We don't get weaker in Christ, we get stronger in Christ. Amen. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. There ever was a time people want to get dismayed? Huh? Anytime, it seems like this could be a time to be dismayed, disappointed. Have you been disappointed? We have all been disappointed. But the Bible says here, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help thee. Yes, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. (laughs) Take that, devil. We're going to fight every inch. We're going to take the sword of God, and we're going to take our land. Amen. Amen, Dawson. This is for real men. Huh? I saw you hunting the other day with some pictures. That's a man's man. Now we're going to get a real spiritual man's man. We're going to fight for our land. Frank, is that all right? Thank you. I watch you, you know, Frank. So let me give you the Hebrew on this. So now he says, I, the Lord, fear not, fear thou not, for I am with thee. So then in the Hebrew it says, then if God's with you, you can't fear anything. <laughs> now, before Joshua took Jericho, let's admit it. He's wondering how he's going to take this. huh? But when the captain of the Lord of hosts stood by him, he could do anything. Huh? He could do anything. So if we realize that he's with us, in us, we can do all things. We come out and we're going into. We're going into the promises of God and we're claiming our land this morning. So then with God, you don't have any fear. So that was the weirdness of Laodicea, because when, what, when the boys were teenagers, wasn't there a slogan saying, f- uh, f-, hmm? no, fear. no fear? They're liars. They were afraid, but they want to put it on a macho look. Hey, if I got on a skateboard, I'd be afraid. <laughs> and then they had their, had their toques. Everybody know what a toque is? We're in Canada, right? I, I preached in America years ago for a young captain. I said, and you know, I saw this toque that had no seed as their title. And as soon as I said toque, I had 350 kids look at me like. Whoosh, whoosh. They didn't have a clue what a toque was. I said, hey. And so I stopped. I stopped. I said, hey, I've left 350 of you people behind somewhere. Because they all looked at me like, Weird. And I go, what's wrong with a the toque? They said, we don't know what a toque is. Naomi, do you know what a toque is? <laughs> yes, of course. You're half Canadian. Huh? They, I, I said, a toque is that, is that knitted cap that goes on your head. And they all laughed. Oh, they said, that's a toboggan. <laughs> I said, a toboggan? A toboggan is something that's wood. And I haven't seen too many people walk around with wood toboggans on their head. But you can say one word and it goes above their head. You say another. But if you stay in the message, it'll never go over your head. Just say, Lord, speak it to me. Speak it to my heart. I don't want it to become knowledge. I want it to become revelation. So then, fear thou not, in the Hebrew, goes on to say, you are never to be afraid if God is with you. Amen. Amen. I thought, that, that, is, that is amazing. That's amazing. Because we're living, and, and how many times did Brother Brennan preach, be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid. It is I, be not afraid. Why? Because you got God, there's no fear. Amen. Even though they confess it as something that is not true for them, it is so true to the believer. Amen. So then a believer doesn't fear. they're never afraid, for they're with their God God. and you will be strengthened, assured and helped by the very fact that God is with you. Are you ready to go in and out of our old year into a new year? Our old thoughts? into that new thought of the dimension of God. Just before I call the musicians, I'd like to just get this one point here. Turn to Hebrews 3 and 12. Just give me a little bit of grace. I'd just like to finish this portion. Hebrews 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. That departing means falling away. And there will be a great falling away. And we are seeing it. But exhort... Verse 13 said, one another, what? Exhort one another daily. I like what Brother Sam said in our prayer meeting. He said, if somebody comes on your heart, phone them. Let them know. We're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Exhort one another daily. That's what it says here in Hebrews 3. Exhort one another daily. Well, it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now, I want you to watch what now Paul is writing to the Hebrews. He is really wanting to get across to those saints to exhort one another, but that exhort isn't to exhort you like exhort you, Uh, maybe rebuke you. That word exhort... Is to encourage you. Encourage one another daily. Encourage each other. Because sin would continue. So now Paul is wanting us in this next part of our lives. Let's just say God gives us six months. Let's just say that. And let's just say, let's, because if I say, if he gives us years, it'll just go by your, your mind. But I want you to say, if God gave us six months to live before a rapture, would it be possible to fulfill this scripture? Could we actually not just read it, but do it, is my, what my question is. Could we encourage one another daily? Could we encourage each other? That word encourage, now we talk, Paul saying it in the Hebrew, which is paracleo, which is then, it's an imperative point he wants to make. And he says it should be an, continually an encouragement, not just a one time. It's not just one time. You encourage your children every day. You encourage your brother every day. Encourage your wife every day. Encourage your, encourage your husband every day. So that's that's that is now Hebrew. Let's now go into the English. It's more direct and says to implore, Amen. implore in the English. Also interpreted encourage. In we are to encourage. So now. To exhort one another, it's to encourage one another, it's to implore one another. It literally means to encourage one another with your heart. So it's one thing to encourage one another. Hey, Ryan, you're a great song leader. Well, he says, I know that. (laughs) Well, tell me something I don't know already. (laughs) I don't mean to say that at all, Brother Ryan. Just have to loosen it up a little bit here. But now, if I really want to speak from our heart, Brother Ryan, I love you, and you've done a great job, and we appreciate you. What a difference! You can say one thing off the top of your head, and it just—I love you, brother. Everybody says that now. Oh Oh, boy, am I hitting home? (laughs) It's getting real quiet over here. That, That seems to be the new expression. Love you, brother. (laughs) That seems real deep. Huh? But if I said, Jack, you know I love you from the depths of my heart. You mean more than life to me. I don't know what I'd do without you. Would that be something from your heart? Hey, Jack, I love you. How do you like that? So, in this land is a land where God dwells and Jesus is the heart of God and we should be talking like him. Not our vernacular of Laodicea, but the vernacular of God. If I am to exhort you or to implore you or to encourage you, say, Wes, that was an amazing text you sent me a couple months ago. I looked at that, and I said, I'm not worthy of it. That's amazing. That's true, by the way. This is, I wouldn't mean that. That one's not made up at all. And that, that wasn't made up either. But I'd rather live in that realm. I'd rather live in that land. I want to come out of the land of Phoniness. Out of the land of the little givers, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with heart. Say it with meaning. Encourage one another. With all your heart. With all your heart. Don't let all this wonderful preaching and teaching and I marveled at Wednesday after Wednesday and Sundays and Sundays and Wednesdays <laughs> and just let it be teachings. Just words. They heard Messiah was coming. Messiah walked. Walked by them. They didn't have a clue who he was. Talked about it. Learned it in Sunday school. And they miss Messiah. And we can talk about this mess, talk about it, but miss the life of it. It's another land. Let's get out of this old way. And let's go into a new way. A higher way. A great way. Musicians, why don't you come? Encourage. Encourage you in this new land we're in. Not in just words, but encourage one another in heart. It actually comes from the French. I'll bring in the French now. I've gone from Hebrew to English. I thought I'd cover the French language. And I wish I could speak French, by the way. And uh, it says here, it comes from the word encourager. Encourager? I don't know. But that's what it says here. E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-R. It means "n" and courage, which is from courier, which is the seat of faith. The seat of faith is in your heart. Let's talk to one another from our hearts this year. We say some things a little bit too lightly and it doesn't give too much meaning at the end of the day. But when you grab one another's hand this next time, look them in the eye. As Brother Bram said, give them a good handshake. If It's a brother to brother, sister to sister. Look them square in the eye and say, I appreciate you. We'll fight this fight together. We're coming out of this year into a new year. We're coming out of this land to a new land. We're coming out into Christ Jesus himself. May God, in this little broken little message, encourage you in the faith, whether it be Hebrew, English, or French. May the word of God be passed along to one another like Caleb did to to Joshua. We can take the land. We're going to conquer this devil. This city is nothing but bread to me. Give me my giants. They're going to fall. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened me. It's not in my might. It's in his might and in his power. So when you see each other now and the next, not just today, not even this next week. I just said six months. Let's try it. Let's just try and take God at his word and say, by the grace of God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fight that inch. I'm going to claim it. And I'm going to mean what I say. Let's bow our heads in the word of prayer. So I'm casting all my cares on so much to reflect on over these past few years, Lord, and for some many years of walking with you. A new land. In that land of faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance. Lord, we know all is in that seed that you have deposited within us, Lord. So we've taken a little subject and viewed it in a couple of different ways, Lord. But we're entering it on this note. It's a troubling time, a disappointing time for some. but we want to take the word of God and encourage one another in it speak from our hearts that we can appreciate the ministry that you have given to this little church the deacons and trustees musicians that have given much sound men and video it's amazing Lord the gifts in the body the elders that sit within the church that are strong and true Sisters that have been so faithful in the faith. I pray, Father, as we go from this land to another land, that we could speak like you, talk like you, live like you, act like you. That we can take the word of God, being anointed by God, To claim all the aspects of God. Move us into deeper channels in Christ, Lord. Bless this little assembly this morning and all that have joined in and will. I pray that all of our hearts would be moved in a deeper way. Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint daddies to take the land for their children, mothers for their children, daddies for their wives and mothers for their husbands. Father, let us do it in the love of Christ, in the love of God, to encourage one another from the depths of our hearts. Bless this little assembly, Lord. They've traveled the snowy roads and the cold and the weather conditions to be here this morning. We thank God for them. I pray that your grace will be upon them as they make their way home, that all would return safe. And all that that are at home, Lord, bless them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. So I'm casting all my cares on you. to exercise what we heard this morning. I'd like you to turn to not the normal person that you would shake the hands with, but I want you to say something of meaning to encourage them in the faith. We can do it. We're more than conquerors in Christ. Would you do that for me? Turn around and shake one another's hand. service without goodness. Seems to be the last part of ours (laughs) at the end of the year. Lead the way, Brother Ryan. you, we'll see you, Lord willing, New Year's Eve, Michael with your choir, and all those that have a special, please get a hold of Brother Ryan and Brother Ben, are you here for New Year's, Brother Kyle, maybe, very uncommitted there, (laughs) well maybe, you'll have a family song would be lovely. God bless you. God be with you. May you prosper in the things of God. May the goodness of God that follows and runs after you consume you. Be with you. Express your love to one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.